Welcome to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit, your total Ontario hunting podcast. Hey guys, thanks for joining in. Cam and Marcello here. This is episode number one of Ontario Outdoor Pursuit podcast. Tuning in to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit, you guys are going to have a full multi-species hunting report. Uh, we'll do things like season updates, some basic equipment set up, and maybe even some product reviews along the way. Um, and we'll probably get into some before and after hunts as we go on through 2018 and hopefully if all goes well, 2019 and so on. So as you guys can probably piece together, we're from Ontario, specifically southwestern Ontario. Um, we're one of the few only Ontario hunting podcasts out there. And uh, we decided to come up with this because we listen to a lot of podcasts out there like John Dudley's Knock On, um, Cameron Haynes' Keep Hammering, Joe Rogan Experience, and we love listening to that stuff. There's a bunch of others out there that we listen to, but we are from Ontario, and so when we listen to podcasts from the states, the things about the rut cycle specifically, you know, it's different timing. Um, they're talking about going into rut, and we're still two weeks out from our rut, so we wanted to make one specifically for our area, so any of you guys are out from Ontario, you'll really enjoy listening to it. Um, so a little bit about myself. My name is Martello, uh, born and raised in London, Ontario. Um, team shooter for titanium archery products love bow hunting love waterfowl hunting do moose hunting a um, bunch of other types of hunts but mainly I focus on bow hunting whitetails and shooting some really cool banded birds out there um, Cam hey guys so my name is Cam uh, as well I'm part of the titanium archery products um, elite team shooter as well um, and yeah, Marcello, that's great. Like there's a lot of, uh, hunts in there that you said I really enjoy as well. Um, one specifically for me is bear and, uh, moose. There's a lot of, uh, bow action as far as whitetails go. <coughs> and, uh, hopefully for 2018, I'll be able to get out and do a little bit more migratory birds with you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I think right now it's. I do a little bit more waterfowl than you, but it's I've like never you specialize. No, I still specialize in bow hunting. I love bow hunting. <laughs> um, so no drawing back on deer. It's just awesome. But I, you know, I've never been on a bear hunt specifically with a bow or even a rifle, really. But next year we're doing a bear hunt with Cam, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah. So if we're lucky enough, we'll be able to make it up to my grandfather's farm. It's just a little north of North Bay, Ontario. Um, and he's got just a little under 300 acres, so um, there's lots of land and even more bush for that matter. Um, and it's a great spot for bear. It wasn't only until about three years ago that I went up for my first bear hunt, I guess. And uh, it was great. It was a very successful hunt. Um, and we got to see a couple bears, and we got to bring one home. Yeah, that's, that's awesome that you actually got one. Um, I think the cool thing about what we're trying to do here is we're not the pay per hunt kind of guy. We've never paid for guided hunts. We've never paid for semi-guided hunts. We go out on farmers' doors and ask for permission. We're lucky in this case that Cam's grandpa owned the farm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like for waterfowl and deer hunting, we're knocking on farmers' doors asking for permission. And you know, Cam, like, what do you do for work? Uh, plumbing. Yeah. So you're a plumber. I do inspections for geotechnical and. We don't have all the money in the world to do all these crazy hunts that cost thousands of dollars. So we're going to talk about giving tips and stuff for knocking on people's doors, asking for permission, being polite, 
giving meat back to landowners, um, doing stuff from the base up to where we can actually harvest an animal and bring it home. We'll even go into the butchering process. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, that was great this year. Yeah. We got to but- butcher that buck. And yeah, Cam got an awesome eight-pointer at the end of uh, 2017 season, and we uh, we butchered it and processed the whole thing. Uh, you got it in the field and then brought it to the shop. And Yeah, that, uh, was, that was my first time. It's always um, been taken to a local butcher shop, and uh, you were able to provide the necessities needed to get that yeah. thing apart and get it into the freezer and really we did well in the cuts and yep. it's definitely well in the frying pan now yeah i think it's it's cool because like the first investment of buying you know a beat bandsaw and a meat grinder uh butcher paper having all the knives and everything sure it's a bit expensive but you know how much did it cost you to butcher it this year do we think i don't even know um I probably run about two hundred to three hundred bucks by the time I get all the cuts I'm pleased with. But when I go no, to for this year though, that we butchered it. I think we probably did around a hundred bucks, and that was and that was everything really. That was with the butcher paper and everything. So for next year, it's going to cost us what? It's in my freezer for a hundred bucks, really. Yeah, but for next year when we do one, it's probably going to be free. We have yeah, all the paper still. Pretty well. Have all the meat band well. saws, yeah. all the knives. Um, so I mean. It's yeah, it's gonna a be cakewalk kind of, from here on. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I I really do enjoy doing it. Um, I think we did some cool things. We'll go into more detail next episode about our favorite hunts and all the hunts we did. I'll recap last year, but um, we skinned coyote this year for the first time. Yeah, that was good. I was out for um, there's one buck that we call Buck Norris that I've been out for. I guess this would bring me on about year number four getting after Norris. Um, and it was a very, very cold morning and I had sat there and waited. I think I was about maybe an hour into the sit, just starting to get some light out finally. And I had three dogs under my stand. Um, I knew there was dens in the area and I guess German shepherd dogs or no, there was no German (laughs) shepherds. No, (laughs) it was, uh, they were all wild, of course. Um, but it's definitely something that needs some management. It was it was kind of bittersweet to see three of them walk right under the stand. I knew that I was going to take one of them, um, and another one did get taken by another farmer. So that's if something. that's just one left for the three of the pack, we'll call it, that i seen, um, then that's good. That's, that's better for my deer to... Yeah. You know that that could put more deer in the freezer for me not with those not being there yeah so um you know if, if i had to list my two favorite hunts if i can go on this um i think my last my last two favorite hunts that i've ever been on were the waterfowl hunt with one of my best friends mackenzie um basically i think i worked till like three thirty or something shot me a text and said hey you want to go hunt and i said yeah all right so i was i was out in chatham which is about an hour drive from london uh, got to London, met him with the trailer, drove out to the field, threw all the decoys out there, um, got in our layout blinds, and then we shot. Our limit was 10. We shot nine geese and I think six ducks or so within an hour, hour and a half tops. Those aren't bad odds. No, I'll take that any day. Two of those geese were banded. Um, the week before in that field, I shot a white uh, mallard. Is that photo that you posted yeah. on the blog? With the yeah, ring? so if you check out our blog, guys, there'll be... Uh, there'll be a photo of a white mallard um it's called the lysistic mallard 
um, brought it to the taxidermist because when the hell am I ever going to shoot one of those again? So, anyways, yeah, that was like one of the coolest hunts ever. I remember it was just so fast and so fast paced. We were calling these things in, and they were just dropping right at our feet. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of waterfowl pressure around us, so we were lucky enough to get this field. Um, other than that, top hunt would be my eight point buck from 2016. I remember I was up in my tree stand. I had six minutes of shooting light left. So I was sitting there and I looked at my phone. All right, four minutes shooting light left. I'll just enjoy this. It's pretty dark. And kind of heard some scratch. And I was like, oh, it's a squirrel. Because you hear them all the time. Nope, it's an eight-point buck. So I was like, oh, crap. So I drew back. He was about nine yards. Um, really had to figure out where my pin was and where to climb down. I had to throw my bow in the case. Um, called a buddy to drag him out. And that was my biggest year so far. So pretty pumped on that. Um, Cam, your two favorite hunts? Two favorite hunts? Yes, yeah, you just had to pick two. I would probably throw it down to... We'll go with number two at this year's buck. Um, I've had kind of a, a shitty run, I guess, and it's my own doing uh, the past couple of years. Um, last year I made a shot on a 10 point that was two minutes before the end of... Uh, shooting time and I don't know if it was just the angle I was hunkered down at I had actually just it was a very slow day I had only had an hour and a half after I got out of work and I started walking out of the bush um, it, like I said it was a slow day so I carried on and I, I figured I'd call it quits so as I was walking down I passed the doe she was across the field and she carried on about her business but there was another deer that was about 15 yards in front of me and by this time it was so hard based on um, the time of the year and how much um, greenery was up at that point so I could see that there was a deer just around the corner I took my time and lo and behold there was a 10 point buck I had never seen this one on camera um, and I took a shot that was from the frontal side of him and it was poor so we had left him for about a good half hour 45 minutes um, and we had tracked for over three hours he had found a couple spots to lay down and we never did find him that night I went back out the morning after yep. and I spent four hours there looking on my own there I had actually crossed the road and gone to another farm and searched there high and low but again nothing so um, this year was nice I was able to harvest a nice eight-point buck just around the end of the season and it was just it, it was nice because after all the commotion in 2016 um, it was nice to finally put some meat in the freezer with a little bit of trophy yeah. as well yeah so that was nice um, I think the cool thing is too right like in the States you get people who hunt thousands thousands of acres but we're relatively close to some decent cities so and deer after deer deer after, after deer, deer right so like the properties that we hunt are i don't know what would you say your property is that you shot at, at the time i think i was a 15 minute drive out to my property how many acres do you think i think he's rocking around about 120 yeah. so like, like something small we're, we're not talking very big and most of that because i've been there and filmed cam 
most of that's farmland and workable farm. We're not talking a huge bush for them to be. Yeah, in. it was more of a nice pass through property, but it was yeah. carrying your necessities, your crick, and as well as some beans. Actually, there was alfalfa there last year, maybe, yeah. and as well as corn. Yeah, there was some. I remember there was standing corn. They didn't take it off till way, yeah, it was way late. late. It was late. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. So <laughs> other favorite, other favorite hunt. Yeah, I guess my number one would be uh, my first bear at my grandpa's farm. Um, that was a big boar. He was, I think, we were around 350 pounds. Um, he was great. A buddy of mine, Jake, had come along with me, and we were having a good time, as we always do. And we had heard these, what we were calling, and I don't know if anyone else calls them this, but crows up north are, like, the size of hawks, and they make the funniest noises I have ever heard. <laughs> you want to so, try to make that sound right no, now? No, we're not going to try to make that sound. <laughs> too sober for that. So there's another fellow that hunts my grandpa's farm, and uh, Steve was calling them buzzards. We laughed for a solid five minutes, and it was it was not quiet by any means. And sure as shit does this bear walk through and present a great opportunity. And we were both kind of just stood up, and I still had my bow in my hands. And I had a little bit of uh, blueberry jello powder maybe out, and he loved it. Yeah. I was drawn back. I was ready to go. Cause you, this was my first bow you, kill, too. Right, and you didn't buy those bait bears or whatever. You did this yourself. No, this was simple. It was just like bacon grease, some fish. We put out some oats, perhaps. I'd have to talk to Jake to see if we put whatever. out oats. I think you told me oats before. Yeah, and uh, so I was ready to pull the trigger there and jake said just wait just wait and he had kind of walked up to the barrel he did his thing and the bear sat down oh, yeah. so the bear sat down and i'm still at... was he staring at you or was he no he was eating he was eating okay. the powder right on. and Were i was you bad at... side to him or yeah he was uh he had his left side to me okay right on. it was a full broadside shot and uh basically he was eating and he stood up at one time and my buddy Jake was just there for me at every time, so he said, take the shot. So at that second, I don't even know if he got the full sentence out, but I took the shot. Yeah. And he didn't go 35 yards, and that bear was down. Did he give we, you a nice death moan? Uh, we did get the death moan. Yeah, yeah that was that was a little unfortunate. That's that's one to experience for sure. Like yeah. It's not, not, not the best part of the hunt, I, but... Once you walk up to it after, it is um, oh, it's yeah. something else. Now, so I've never bear hunted or got a bear or got up close to it. Like, I'm going to talk about that after, about it being your first boat coach. It's crazy to me. But, like, walking up to a bear that's laying there, you know this thing could kill you easily if it wanted to, if it was alive. Well, if you just be nice to him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if walking up to it, like, how would you feel, like... You've never walked up to a deer, let alone a bear. So and you're pretty sure it's down, but you yeah, know. I know my grandpa's farm is just packed with bear. Right. And every time I go up there, I see bear, and whether it's the family functions and the RVing, there is bear everywhere up there. I've seen wolves up there. There's lots of moose up there, and to walk down, Jake and I just had our bows only. So we're walking, and you're right. We don't know if that bear's down. Yeah, like so you're we don't really know what to expect. So are you kind of scared? Like, uh, I wouldn't say scared, but a little more nervous. Didn't nervous, really know yeah. what to do. 
But there was the uh, Steve, the other fellow. He was there, and he had a forty-five seventy, which he likes. Uh, he's an old cat. Is that Lee, Lee reaction? Yeah, yeah. nice. Uh, I think it's Marlin. Oh yeah, Marlin Lee reaction. Sweet. Nice stainless sweet. steel and blue. Yeah. Anyhow, so he was there, and uh, he walks up, but he kind of walked just kind of past where we were gonna go start looking for the bear, and yep. he just takes off. And it is a good ten minute walk from the Wait, back. The bear of the took bush. off, or Steve took off. Steve took oh, off. Okay. Yeah. So the bear is done, but Steve <laughs> took off back to the house and we're like, uh, you're the only one with the gun here, but, uh, like, should we go start looking? He's like, I'm going to go grab the quad and you guys start looking. And we're like, okay. So we start looking and, uh, he does make it back to us before we found him. Yeah. And once we had a little bit of light back there, we didn't end up finding him and we just gave him a little poke and yeah. see if he was good. So By that time it was about an hour. Right on. So did you shoot this thing in the morning or the evening? No, this was an evening hunt. This was, oh, okay. uh, they call it the witching hour. And this usually goes from like six. It's like the last hour of the bear hunt. Right. Okay. And it seems to be that witching hour is, it produces every year. doesn't matter if it's spring or fall. It, it works its own magic. Right on. Do you do much of the fall or do you just like the sp- mostly the spring? Um, I've tried the spring a couple times and it's different. They kind of react, right? Like they're just... I guess they're coming out of hibernation, so to speak, and they're looking for their food, and I guess they'll be getting into their mating season right after that. So um, it's kind of different, whereas it's just all food-related in the fall. So I guess it depends on how you're hunting bears. Um, If you're set right up on a bait pile, then, yeah, I guess it's going to be different. You might see more in the fall. Right on. I guess they're trying to fatten up before the hibernation, right? Pretty well, yeah. That's the way I would put it. Yeah. I, I think I like this, the idea of the spring bear hunt, though, because, you know, here where we are, we get deer until the 31st. Um, we get waterfowl just a little bit past that, mostly geese. Um, and then we get late February, March season for one week. Um, but after that, we're pretty much waiting until turkey season. So, you know, once we're done with turkeys or right before it, I, I really don't know when bear is in comparison to turkey but um yeah i have to check my calendar but i think yeah. it goes for a couple months yeah it's around, you know it's it's right in that time frame of and it's nice to shoot a big big animal before you know deer season starts up before moose season starts up we did the back straps right that night too it oh was, yeah it was great like that was the first time i'd even tried bear yeah as a meal did you do like on fire how'd you cook it uh that was barbecue actually all right yeah on. it was just season up and stuff yeah I right. seared that up, seasoned Great. it with some potatoes and carrots. And Did you ever uh, see that episode of uh, Meat Eater with Stephen Ramello where he gets trichinosis from eating bear? Yeah, so I just watched that the other night. Yeah? Do you and... ever you ever get scared about that? or No. No. I, I've had bear meat before, but I've only had it in sausage. Um, I think I'm a little bit timid to eat it medium rare or rare just because of that episode. Just cook it right, really, and I don't think it's... Yeah, it probably won't be an issue. That's fair. And I guess if it doesn't have trichinosis, you're not really worried. Not really. Um, no. So we're recording right now at Cam's house. Cam's bought a beautiful little house, first house. Yeah, this is yeah, this first is house. The, out in, the ranch. Yeah, ranch out in Strathroy. Um, down in the archery room. Yeah, we got. Ar- call it the archery room or the podcast room. I guess Maybe it's kind the of, archery. Yeah, I like archery, but I kind of like podcast. There's a lot. We'll figure lot, it out. There's a lot of Dan animals yeah. around. And... Yeah, you got three turkey fans on the wall, moose head. Um, there's oh, one deer, deer. waiting on another. Yeah. And uh, we just did some arrows for you and me last uh, 
Couple yeah, that ago. was good. Actually, I haven't yeah. done any fletching yeah. before, so yeah. That Show was Cam little... how to fletch arrows. Um, you just got a new bow last year. Would you? What'd you get? I did. I got the uh, 2017 um, Bowtech Rain Seven. Do you feel the rain? Do I feel the rain? I do. I do. I know. <laughs> I need that poster. Um, I went from the Matthews Creed to the Bowtech rain. And, and initial thoughts so far? Um, the Bowtech is unbelievably smooth. Yeah. Okay. Unbelievable. Like, all right on. Uh, I guess we'll get more into our full equipment. Yeah, we can go so far. Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll do a full podcast on that. Um, I guess right now I have a bare venue which I've had for four years now and I've taken three deer on that bow and I just got and it should be here this week a Hoyt RX1 Redworks red which I'm really excited about I mean it did cost me the price of a small car but it's it's, it's awesome I'm really excited um, I think what sold me on is I've always been a fan of Hoyt and I remember John Dudley did a podcast on Knock On, and it was like, if you are a Hoyt fan and you're thinking about buying a Hoyt this year, don't wait for the Redworks bow to come out. And it's Carbon Riser, which I'm really excited about. Um, just built some new arrows for it, built uh, some Easton Axis arrows. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll do a full review on those. When yeah, that would be good. We'll it. really get into the product reviews if, yeah. if people like to hear that. And... Exactly. Um cool thing is you were on the phone or on texting sam from uh, titanium archery products yeah yeah so sam's the owner and uh the president of titanium archery products llc um so he's out of pennsylvania in the states and uh we both shoot for him um awesome guy talk to him all the time um very interactive very interactive very if you have any questions about the product have any questions about why not only he does why the staff does why everyone we've ever met that shoots them and why we think that tap really is the next thing in stabilization why it's completely different and why it works um i'm just gonna jot in real quick do you remember so last week um i freaked out like a little scroll girl which is really cool but john dudley posted someone asked him on a live feed hey did you get to try out that tap stabilizer because ata show just happened um, unfortunately, we couldn't make it this year. We were, we did have plans to go with TAP this year, but just things came up. We just couldn't make it. Um, and so John Dudley held up a titanium archery product stabilizer, which someone screenshotted on and posted it to the group, and all of us kind of freaked out. So we're really excited to see that. Um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I was excited to see that. I think I maybe just caught the tail end of that after I put the stabilizer down. Yeah, I think I remember seeing on the live feed like your last like comment in the last three seconds of the clip. It was kind I of... was just trying to bombard him with a little bit of tap love. Yeah, exactly. I think you just yelled, I love tap at the end or something, <laughs> but it just killed me. It was pretty good. Um, I, do, I appreciate what Sam does for us, and yeah. I mean, I don't know if we could really give back what he gives for us, no, to be honest. To be honest, there's probably no way. But, I mean, you did talk to him. Like Marcello said, TAP is up and coming. Um, there's so many stabilizers out there that are so much for looks. And, yeah. I can name know, a few off the top of my head, but I won't. But there's ones that look cool. Uh-huh. And ones that look... Seems cool. to be the way the hunting industry is going. Kind of, yeah. I guess, fishing as well. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. all about looks. It's what people think of you. It's what people see. You know? 
do you want to see someone's Instagram that's just full of new products and huge fish and huge bucks and it's the same thing right we need to see more of what works better right yeah like I've you've had a few stabilizers before Uh I've had a bunch of stabilizers before and I remember the first time you shot that um, we went to the range and I put my stabilizer on your bow yeah and I think within two probably the first shot now that I think about it you turned to me and your face was like holy crap man yeah like, like yeah, it, it wasn't yeah. like yeah. it was te- it was pretty textbook but yeah I mean it We're, wasn't staged by any means I think the hardest part is if we can go on we'll do a little bit about tap real quick I think the hardest part is that so many companies are out there saying oh we're the best like you know our stabilizers do the best and then you get people who shoot for them and then they're like oh this is the best product out there but the pro- problem is they shoot for them because they get benefits and stuff I honestly I would sh- I would shoot a tap if even if I didn't shoot for titanium Archer products if I wasn't on their ambassador program I would because it works. I would because it works and it works magnificently mm-hmm. it's awesome um anyways yeah we're gonna have Sam on here at one point do an interview with him over the phone or Facebook live whatever we can do with him yeah um talk about that um yeah back to that seeing John Dudley hold that up after yeah that's gonna be awesome was super cool so yeah we gave him a signature knock-on green and black stabilizer uh, if everyone we... hasn't had a chance to check out titanium archery products yet please do so there's string stops there's stabilizers yeah there's, there's weights. weights yep and there's tons of gear yeah like... there's two different lines of stabilizers right now there's yeah. the element X which is more high-end hunting and target and then there's the elite which is still high-end but it's more towards the hunting industry um i think they look awesome i they're they're simplistic in look yeah they're sleek. they're not bad in look they're simplistic um yeah they're awesome is simplistic a word yeah simplistic it means simplistic. what's simple i haven't heard that one yet but that's a word marshall says it's a word We're get, a, go get a dictionary <laughs> um yeah so anyways cam end, end of the day uh what do you want to see come out of this podcast um, I really just want to see a lot of interaction between more people from Ontario that you guys can criticize, you guys can support. It does not matter. Yeah. I would. I just want to hear from people. Yeah. I want to hear if they want to hear about products. Um, we'll talk about it. We can sit here and talk forever as oh, long yeah. as we keep making these <laughs> Red Barons. Yeah, John um, Dudley, thanks for the Red Baron idea. They're, <laughs> they're great. Um, yeah, really, I, I just want to hear what's going on with everyone and i want to talk about i want to be informative as well as all the other podcasts are in the states i think podcasts up until this year i've never listened to one ever (laughs) and then it's uh, it's nice when you're driving that's honestly the time to crank it up on the radio bluetooth plug the auxiliary cord in if you don't and just listen while you drive learn some stuff um yeah if someone can learn something from us and we can learn something from them exactly it'd be cool for someone to write to us yeah or and if i think they want to call us hey we'll throw you on exactly i think the coolest thing about this podcast is going to be we're not pros you know like we're not the guys that shoot for team white we're not the really huge guys out there we're just people that are back and forth every day go to work weekend warriors take a week off to go hunt but the fact is every year you and i put meat on the table um we get lots of like i have a crap ton of waterfowl in my freezer right now Mm -hmm. you have a full deer in your freezer i have moose meat in my freezer um it's been awesome so okay so what would you like to get out of this podcast i think i just want the interaction between people 
the problem is when I am curious about stuff in Ontario, I don't really have all the resources to find it. You know, I'll Google like what's going on with the rut in this phase, but most of it's for the states. There's no, we haven't found too many. There's a few podcasts out there for Ontario, but they're not as interactive I'd like. And this one is... They're not so hunting specific. I haven't heard too much Correct. Yet. There's a lot of hunting and fishing, a little bit both. Like, yeah. uh, there's, I can't remember the name of it, but there's podcasts out there that does hunting and fishing, but I like to fish. Yeah. But I'd rather hunt any day over it. Yeah, for sure. A bad day hunting is better than a good day fishing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I said, we're just day-to-day people and money's not, money's kind of an issue, right? We're trying to buy the best bang for a buck. And sometimes we do spend money on and products. And I hope there's more people out there that are in our shoes. Like, we aren't all... We aren't all in the big leagues. No. We're just... But we're trying to do... We're average hunters. We're trying to fill the freezer. Right. Right. So if money wasn't an issue and you could have any dream hunt in the world, what would it be? I would say a nice bull elk. He's lying. That's mine. No. There's no way. <laughs> uh, a bull elk probably in, like... I don't know if I would go at West Canada. If you, if you could get a tag for Ontario, because they do have them, right. would you do it here, or would you rather go somewhere? I think I would still rather go to the States. Yeah, I'd rather do... There's a spot, North Dakota, that I've watched uh, numerous videos on YouTube, and just the scenery there is unbelievable. It's, yeah, it's like... Northern Ontario honestly still blows my mind because it's different. There's so much to see too. Yeah, I can spend you can spend a lifetime discovering really discovering Ontario. Yeah. Um but when you go travel interstate or to the states, it's different. It's it's a different country. You get like the desert plains, you get different stuff than just I think oh, northern you get mountains and yeah. all the kind of Exactly. Out west is more flat and stuff, but it's different from here. Yeah. Um, sure, there's flat spots, and sure, there's small mountains in Ontario, but it's just, it's not the same, right? It's, Ontario, it's, yeah. it's always different somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah I think I'd yeah, do what's 100% issue? would be a bull elk hunt backcountry with a bow. Yeah, definitely um, with yeah. a bow. Non-guided, I'd like to pack in whatever we need on our backs, pack out an animal on our backs, even yeah. if it's like, you know, how many miles from the truck or wherever the hell we parked. So that being Walk said, in there, stay overnight. It would be super cool to hear if anyone's going to listen to this, if anyone's done a backpack, be it elk hunt, moose hunt, bear hunt. Like a big game. Let us know. Send us in just a, a couple paragraphs or a, a paragraph of how your hunt went. I'll, we'll talk about it because that would be cool. If you want to do a backpack hunt, I'll do a backpack hunt. 100% I'd do it. Um, you know, I think money is the issue at our age. I'm 24, just turned 24. You're 25. 25, like... I guess that, 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 I think that's what we wanted to include for Yeah, this is episode one. one. Um, we really hope that you guys enjoyed the intro. Um, and maybe you guys will even tune into podcast number two. We're going to do, I think, you want to do a 2017 yeah, uh, hunting recap. recap? Yeah. That would be really cool. And like we said, I think probably a couple times now, if you guys have some stories, if anyone's listening to this, you guys want to send it in, yeah. we'll talk about it. Give us a little bit about you. And it's on Instagram. I'm Marcello Bondi. Um, good luck spelling that. M-A-R-C-E-L-L-O-B-O-N-D-I. <laughs> Can you make it easy? Yeah. Thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> um, yeah, on Instagram. Or we're just about to launch our website. I guess we launched it yesterday, but we're going to do some quick editing on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that'll be Ontario Outdoor Pursuit. And that'll be online for all you guys. And uh, yeah, just drop us a line. 
any questions we're gonna get to them i don't think we're gonna have a million questions to sift through so <laughs> no. uh yeah we're really interactive we're always on our phones. one question would be nice <laughs> one question would be awesome for now and then uh yeah so any uh concluding thoughts no until next time right I on guess, uh keep on hunting on boys yeah thanks guys